Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Goodbye. Q&A session. This is your boy David Rand, a.k.a. Dave from L.A. Just want to thank you all for listening today. Today is September the 11th, 2015. It's a Friday. And hope the short week from Labor Day. <laughs> Labor Day. Man, it kills me. But the short uh, work week is now over. And everyone should be gearing up for the weekend. But let me tell you, man, it's so much that's happening. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, here on Tando Radio Show. Just want to thank you all for listening and uh, ask that you continue to support, to support Black Talk Radio Network and all the programs that are there because I'll tell you, you don't get news like this anywhere else. You get real understanding about what's going on from a perspective that really is needed by us all for us. And so that we, you know, the great thing about Black Talk Radio Network is that there is no propaganda. There is no propaganda. It's all about informing you, looking at different things. Everyone has their own way of doing it. But the great thing about the program is that it's made for you. So continue to support it so that it can grow and so that it can remain relevant in your lives. Because if you really listen to us uh, daily, which most of you do, thank you so much for it. And you know how important it is just to get a different perspective. And so... I was listening to, uh, to Scotty talking about the refugees. Man, yeah, we're definitely going to have to uh, talk about uh, – we're going to put a show together next week for that because it's, it's a lot going on with that, and it's, it's really, really something that has been seen before. These people play the same games and just change their names. And it's, you know, so we're going to talk about that. But continue to support Black Talk Radio Network. Uh, in all of the program, tell your friends and family, if you can make a monetary donation, please do that. Uh, and also encourage others to do it and have, you know, if you have, uh, some events that you would like Black Talk Radio Network to be participating or, or whatever, contact the network and, and work something out and talk about what it is that you have. And, you know, if it's a free event, man, Black Talk Radio Network will not, 
have a problem with, uh, you know, talking about it as, as long as it's beneficial to the community, then, you know, hey, use the form for what it should be used for. So continue to support and reach out and see what you can do. And, you know, it's really important that we do all that we can do because it's going to take all of us in order to get where we need to be. And just real quick, I didn't know, um, you know, we had some crazy storms, um, but here in um, Southern Cal, the day before on Wednesday, uh, we almost had like tornado touchdowns here in, in Southern Cal, some crazy weather. And I was hearing Scotty uh, talk about the uh, storm that he had. But, you know, yesterday uh, it was my fault. Uh, I sent Scotty the the show and I, and from my phone, and I didn't realize that I cut my data off. Uh, was using Wi-Fi, but I wasn't in a Wi-Fi spot. So, uh, but hey, today's show is today. We're here. Glad to be here. And so we're going to kick it off. But hey, listen, there's some things that I posted inside of Tando Radio Show. You can go to Facebook and check us out, Tando Radio Show, T-H-A-N-D-O Radio Show. Give us a call. I'm sorry, give us a call. Uh, check out, check out the Facebook page there. Uh, check out some of the articles because um, you know, I, there's a lot of other things that are covered. I try to cover things that, uh, you normally won't hear about or, you know, I really don't carry a lot of, uh, I carry a lot of international news because that's so important for you to understand what's really going on in the world is that you gotta step into the world because the world is bigger than the block that we live on. So, check out some of the, uh, articles and, and what we have there. Also, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 641-715-3660, and the participant code is 549032. Now, of course, today is uh, September the 11th, the 14-year anniversary of one of the greatest terrorist acts, and there needs to, you know, with me, because of my former professional background, and because of, you know, half of my, well, more than three quarters of my adult life, some of the fields that I've been in is, is actually looking at evidence. And once you start looking at the evidence of things, and it's the most important form of the evidence is the tell. And what do I mean by that? The tell is this. Before something happens, these some of the people that do some of the, the most blatantly immoral and, and evil in deviant and, and devilish things in this on this planet, they let you know from their arrogance what they're going to do way before they do it, way before they do it. And you know, with New York, it was it was already publicized and that it was a target, uh, and you know there had already been attempts there before, and so they, no one should have been surprised by it all. But especially at that time, I was in law enforcement. And actually, I was just two weeks out of New York City uh, at that time, just coming from that area and, and had an appointment at the World Trade Center that I totally canceled because it just had a bad feeling. And I was with some other people and I told them um, as we went there, I said, hey, take a good look at these buildings because it's the last time that you'll see them. And two weeks later, they were gone. And that wasn't because, you know, you know, you you any great thing about me but what it was is that I knew what was going on in the world and I learned the language of these occultists and I knew that this was a target of theirs and that they were going to fulfill it because it was a meaningful target that was something that they could definitely they've already done the dry runs for 
So I knew that it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. And at that time, I thought it was perfect for a lot of uh, reasons. One was because a Bush was in office. And two, because the economy was in a very shaky place. If you guys remember back then, the economy was, was really reeling at that time. And I knew that that was all that had all the right ingredients and the right timing for an event to happen. And lo and behold, two weeks later, it, it did. So, but today's show, what we're going to take a look at is I'm going to post the videos inside of Tando uh, now. Uh, really good videos. But this is something that you should listen to. But this is also something that you should see. Because one of the things that I'm big on is, is evidence. Because evidence, when you search for evidence, you don't care where the trail to the evidence to the truth leads you. You just care about it. And you really should pay attention to what this is because this is telling you so, so much. So we're going to jump into this video. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about it and then also tell you why it's so relevant and what you need to do to prepare. Because take a good look at your current way of life because it is not going to be in this current state for very long. The climate and current, the current, the current events and the climate are correct for another event to unfold. When, I'm not sure, but I know it's going to be relatively soon. So let's go to this video and then, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about what you can do. So we're going to go to the first videos, two videos. One is about 23 minutes and one is like, uh, I can't remember, like eight minutes or so. Sorry, one is like 14 and one is 23 minutes. So, but it's great, great, uh, great, great videos. The last video is really, really important because this is where the science gets broke down for the physical evidence of what really, really happened and transpired. So, here we go again for the first video, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. I think a bomb went off in the lobby first, then a plane hit the building. Then another plane hit the other building. And but when I was coming through the doors on the other side of the Trade Center, something, either they blew the lobby up or something, because it blew the glass out of the doors and knocked us all down. You're in the building trying to help people, and it's exploding on the inside of the building. So I don't think you get any worse. It wasn't, it wasn't for the Jeffrey. No way. People that understand. 
There may be more. Any one of these fucking buildings could blow up. This ain't done yet. My name is Tom Sullivan. I work for Control Demolition Incorporated, CDI, the top-rated explosive demolition firm in the world, owned by the Loazzo family during the years surrounding 9-11. And I worked for them as an explosives loader for two and a half years. As an explosives loader, my job was to place explosives in the buildings to prepare them for demolition. There are many uh, steps that you need to take. First off is uh, you have to weaken the building. To weaken the building, that means the staircase, uh, all the staircases have to be uh, cut at intervals. Uh, the uh, firewalls have to be removed. Electric, uh, the uh, elevator shafts have to be cut. I look down to my right, and the elevators exploded. Some kind of like a Bruce Willis Die Hard movie. People just come running out of the lava, out of the elevators, on fire, fireball. I mean, it was like, what is going on here? This something's up here. I mean, the plane's up there, now there's fire down here. Then you have to move to the support columns on the particular load floors. And those are cut by a torch uh, for two reasons. First, to weaken them and also to uh, allow for charges to be placed uh, in, uh, onto the structure, onto the columns themselves. And that essentially uh, reduces their strength by about 20%. And even with all of that work being done to weaken this building, it still remains safely standing so we can work, continue to work in it. The story that just a few columns uh, can cause a synchronized global collapse, an implosion, is, well, that's just nonsense. I don't see how this could actually happen in real life. When we load a building, on a, we have to have all the support columns on a given load floor fail at the same time, within milliseconds of one another. And therefore, the, uh, the, the entire building comes down in a synchronized uh, implosion. So I think this notion of a, of a one-column causing uh, one column failure causing an entire building to implode in, uh, in a synchronized fashion is just nonsense. Looking at the building, it wouldn't be a problem once you gained access to the uh, elevator shafts. How about an elevator modernization, which we know was going on the nine months prior to 9-11? Yes, Elevator World March 2001 documents it. In fact, they were in the middle of this modernization. There are people who noted that the elevators were locked in turn and that there were guards placed at these locked elevators during the modernization. Of course, you would have to have access to security. Securicom was brought in. Who sits on the board of Securicom? Marvin Bush, the younger brother of George Bush. Then a team of loading experts would have access to all the core columns and beams. The rest would be accomplished at that point by just the right kind of explosives for the job at hand. The choices are many out there.
You wouldn't need miles and miles of dead cord. You could have used wireless remote detonators, and they have been available for years. Uh, you need to only look at an action movie to see them in use, and of course the military has them as well. You want to call your mother or something? Uh, contractors don't use them, on the other hand, because they're just too expensive. Well, you wouldn't have found steel casings to be left in the rubble. They haven't been used for years. What we use now is RDX uh, copper-jacketed shape charges, and when they're initiated, there's nothing left of those uh, charges. And in the case of thermite, well, thermite self-consuming uh Cutting charges have been around since they first patented in 1984. So there would be nothing left in the debris pile except some uh, residue of molten iron. get down below and you'd see molten steel molten steel running down the channel wheels like you're in a foundry these incredibly hot areas were found at the bottoms of the elevator shafts down seven basement levels the molten steel was found three four and five weeks later when the rubble was being removed he said that molten steel was also found at world trade center seven the highest temperature was in the east corner of the South Tower, where a temperature of 1,377 degrees Fahrenheit was recorded. The molten steel in the basement was more than double that temperature. With uh, any implosion, you don't hear one massive uh, boom sound. What you do hear is smaller explosions going off. Mr. Sunder of NIST has said that you, would, if this had been a controlled demolition, you would have heard a large, massive bomb going off. The World Trade Center, you can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI, what in reality happens with the controlled demolition is you hear a successive, progressive, smaller waves of smaller explosions going off. In the case of thermite cutting charges, you would have heard far less noise since they are worked by uh, thermal heating, melting of the steel, rather than an explosive cutting as in RDX charges. I knew from day one that this was a controlled event. And, and why I did that is because simply looking at Building 7, you have a, 
uh, sudden collapse of the building. It's fairly symmetrical as it comes down. There's the classic kink, which means that the center core fails first. You can see that on the video. And the building falls near free fall. So I really honestly didn't believe this from day one because this is the way buildings classically come down with uh, a controlled demolition. This material is not normal thermite. That's the other thing that really needs to be understood. Anybody can make normal thermite. You can get the ingredients, you can mix them together, you can make them. Any kid could basically do it if they knew the, the recipe. This material uh, is composed of the real key ingredient that I don't think anybody else could really make in a convenient way is the nano-aluminum. It's a controlled substance. I could go buy it, but the government limits how much I can buy of it. Um, it's very, very difficult to produce in these sizes and to um, keep from reacting. It's, it's not something that you just get at the local five and dime or you're going to make on your own. It's a very, very um, difficult to make material. And that's the one thing in there that really tells me uh, specifically that this wasn't some guys working in caves in Afghanistan or it wasn't... Um, you know, somebody in their basement doing this. This was, you know, a massive engineering operation that made these materials. So the military uses it for a number of different applications. Uh, another one, if you do a search on Google for uh, thermite and building demolition, you can find all sorts of wonderful devices that have been fabricated uh, and invented that use thermite for building demolitions. An example would be that in 1984 there was a patent issued for thermite cutter charges to be used in building demolitions that could shoot molten iron through the structural steel in milliseconds. You can imagine when you assemble these chemicals on a large scale, the amount of heat that you generate.
And then, who does Bush appoint? He appoints Henry Kissinger. Naming Kissinger sets a new standard for cynicism, or for being out of touch, or both. A New York Times editorial suggests the choice was to contain an investigation the White House long opposed. But Kissinger at least is an expert on the date September 11th. It was on that day in 1973 that the CIA-assisted overthrow of the democratically elected government of Chile takes place, masterminded by Kissinger for Richard Nixon. President Salvador Allende is murdered. After a universal backlash, Kissinger backs off. Bush then names, it's 431 days now, Thomas Kane and Lee Hamilton as co-chairmen. Kane's Azerbaijan oil connections and other conflicts of interest should make him ineligible from the outset. He earlier co-chairs the Homeland Security Project. Observers have noted that huge profits are to be made in the surveillance and security industries these days. The White House chooses all the commissioners. Lynn calls them key insiders rife with conflicts of interest. The White House brazenly appoints as the executive director one Dr. Philip Zelikow, a right-wing Republican hawk deeply involved in the Bush circle, a member of the Bush-Cheney transition team, and a National Security Council advisor with Condoleezza Rice under Bush 1. The Bush White House did everything in its power to derail an open inquiry. Then, when faced with its inevitability, the President and his aides sought to limit its scope, its access, and its funding. This commission was about as independent from White House control and manipulation as the abused prisoners at Abu Ghraib were from their jailers. The White House releases only 25% of 11,000 documents requested. It blacks out portions of the released documents, resists requests that the administration officials testify under oath, and tries to rush the commission's deadline. Bush and Cheney meet the commission. But it is behind closed doors. They refuse to testify under oath. No tape recorders are allowed, no transcript is allowed, Bush makes no opening statement, and those taking notes must submit them to security personnel. My administration will not talk about um, how we gather intelligence, if we gather intelligence, and what the intelligence says. I will not discuss, we will not discuss...
Well, the simple fact is, Barry, that they didn't know where to go. The reason that they didn't know where to go was because a number of conflicting and overlapping uh, war game exercises were taking place, one of which uh, Northern Vigilance had pulled uh, a significant number of North American fighter aircraft uh, into Canada uh, and Western Alaska and, and Northern Alaska in a mock a Cold War hijack exercise. There was another drill, Vigilant Guardian, which was a, uh, a hijack exercise, a command post exercise, but it involved the insertion of false radar blips onto radar screens in the Northeast Air Defense Sector. There was another exercise, Vigilant Warrior, which was, in fact, according to a NORAD source, a live fly hijack drill being conducted at the same time. With only eight available fighter aircraft, and they have to be dispatched in pairs, they were dealing with as many as 22 possible hijacks on the day of 9-11, and they couldn't separate the war game exercises from the actual hijacks. All right, Boston Center, TMU, we have a, a problem here. We have a hijacked aircraft headed towards New York. We need someone to scramble some S-16s or something up there to help us out. This, is this real world or exercise? No, this is not an exercise manifest. But this was done deliberately, though. Uh, these uh, war game exercises were apparently very well planned by someone who I will show, I believe, was Dick Cheney in the United States government. Uh, to deliberately confuse FAA, NORAD, and U.S. Air Force fighter response to fulfill a prophecy that uh, another man had once said, let one happen and stop the rest. Uh, we do not have a clear expl explanation for why fighters from uh, uh, Andrews Air Force Base were sent out over the sea first and couldn't turn around because the 9-11 Commission seemed to change all the evidence uh, just arbitrarily right before it issued its final report. So we don't have a clear explanation, but certainly there, are, there, there was this all consistent uh, with a motive that said make sure that the fighters don't get to any place in time to stop the three critical attacks on the World Trade Center uh, and the Pentagon. Uh, do we want to think about uh, scrambling aircraft? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, that's a decision somebody's going to have to make probably in the next ten minutes. The American government consecrated its version of the events. From then on, any questioning of the official truth would be seen as sacrilege. Lemnitzer and the other chiefs knew there was only one option left that would ensure their war. They would have to trick the American public and world opinion. Lemnitzer comes up with Operation Northwoods. We could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. Casualty lists in U.S. newspapers would cause a helpful wave of national indignation. We could develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area, in other Florida cities, and even in Washington. Create an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft. At a designated time, the duplicate would be loaded with selected passengers, all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. The objective is to provide irrevocable proof that the fault lies with Cuba by manufacturing various pieces of evidence. Okay, that was...
Okay, that was the first video. I hope you were able to follow along. Um, I posted inside of Tando. There was a lot of information that was that was said there, and it was some very important information. And putting this together uh, for a reason, and the reason is because you need to know because there are things that are happening that are mirroring the exact same thing right now, and how that's going to affect you. We're gonna go to the second video. The second video is about the physical evidence of being able to use thermite as a way to as a controlled demolition and now this one is phenomenal you have to see this for yourself uh, but we're going to play it here on tando great great scientific uh proof and evidence of what really happened let's play the second one You are tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling Visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. The Twin Towers had a perimeter of steel panels hoisted up and bolted into place. Each panel had three box columns about 14 inches square, cross-connected by spandrel plates. After the plane hit, the fires were burning out and cooling down. Uh, The flames on the south tower, which uh, appear to be getting... Uh, lesser and lesser uh, is where the uh, smoke is progress- getting progressively lighter and lighter, indicating that uh, the fire officials are getting closer to, uh, to putting this fire out. But then, about seven minutes before its final destruction, almost an hour after the plane hit, molten metal was seen coming out of the northeast corner near the 80th floor. The red-yellow metal poured from the tower along with a shower of sparks and looked like steel in a foundry. And there were many eyewitnesses that described molten steel. You'd get down below and you'd see molten steel. Molten steel running down the channel rails. Later, we learned of very small spheres of iron found all through the dust. That iron must have been molten, allowing surface tension to pull it into those spheres. NASA took photos indicating very high temperatures days after the event, and Firewise professors were perplexed by melting of steel beams. And so we have direct video evidence, eyewitness accounts, forensic evidence, photographic evidence, intangible evidence, all corroborating temperatures high enough to melt steel. The media told us, The intense fire, more than the impact, caused the towers to collapse. It melted the structural steel. But there's a problem. Office and open-air jet fuel fires cannot melt steel. The National Institute of Standards and Technology said that the maximum air temperatures was about 1,800 degrees or 1,000 degrees colder than what's needed to melt steel. So what can melt steel and explain all the evidence? Independent scientists began to piece that evidence together, and they suggested some type of thermitic material must have been used as part of the tower's demolition. Thermite is a mix of iron oxide and aluminum and thermate is a mix of thermite, barium nitrate, and sulfur. But NIST ignored much of the evidence of molten iron or steel. They provided their own theory for that yellow metal pouring from the tower. NIST understood that molten aluminum is silver, not red-yellow. So NIST developed a theory to explain the color issue, stating, The molten metal was very likely mixed with large amount of hot, partially burned solid organic materials, such as furniture, carpet, partitions, and computers, which can display an orange glow, much like the logs burning in a fireplace. 
But there's a problem. Office materials like furniture, carpet, partitions, and computers are less dense and won't mix. They'll float on molten aluminum, like this coin on liquid mercury, and then burn off at those temperatures. And steel at those temperatures won't melt and would sink, and therefore won't mix with a molten aluminum. NIST never conducted any experiments to confirm their theory, but others did. Dr. Stephen Jones proved the NIST molten aluminum and furniture mix theory wrong. Then, an independent peer-reviewed report was published which found explosive red-gray chips all through the dust and positively identified as nanothermite or superthermite. Unlike conventional thermite, this stuff is a very high-tech explosive and confirmed what the independent scientists had been saying all along. But NIST refused to test for explosives or its residue and ignored standards such as NFPA 921 guidelines. The corporate media attacked all the evidence of thermitic material found. Let's watch. If thermite melts through this steel column, the theory of a thermite-controlled demolition may have some validity. While the truthers insist that more explosive superthermite could have been used in the tower demolitions, Testing conventional thermite can illuminate this physical process and answer a simple question. Can thermite of any type burn through steel beams? Despite 175 pounds of thermite packed around the steel column, it remained undamaged. Mythbusters says... The events of 9-11 will not be allowed to be debated and discussed. And they barely managed to melt through the roof of a car with a half a ton of thermite. And the debunking websites say, The thermite would have also needed to cut sideways. Not an easy feat for thermite. You see it's a powder which burns chaotically. Maybe with some device, but no working device has been proven to me to work to cut a vertical column. So we are led to believe that thermitic material cannot melt steel, cut steel horizontally or vertically, and would take massive amounts to do any real damage. So who's right in this great thermate debate? NIST and the media? Or the independent researchers and scientists who stand nothing to gain? It's time we conduct our own experiments to answer these questions. Can thermitic material melt steel? Can it cut horizontally or vertically? And does it take massive quantities to do any real damage? Many wide flange beams were also used in the construction of the towers, connected in a variety of ways. Could thermite cut or weaken such a connection? Using the same beam from my eutectic steel video and another 12-inch beam, I proceeded to make a double-angle welded connection, which I set up on some 8-inch concrete slabs. I could not obtain nanothermite, so I made small quantities of old-fashioned thermate, which is not considered an explosive, with ingredients that are legal and readily available. Thermate is difficult to ignite, and ordinary fuse is not hot enough. But a magnesium strip, which burns white-hot, will ignite the thermate given off heat and white smoke. NIST mentions bright white flames. Almost immediately, a bright spot appeared at the top of the window on the 80th floor. An unusual flame is visible within this fire. The upper photograph of a very bright white flame stands out. And let's listen to an eyewitness who was there. I was on the 81st floor. Tell me what you saw and heard. 
mod, 40 people in there, just an explosion. Just a light flash out my, my window, my whole doorway to entrance in my office blew open. Could these white flashes be some sort of igniter for the thermitic material? In addition to giving off heat and white smoke, thermate produces lots of small spheres of iron. These iron spheres are a natural byproduct of thermate and not from any steel. Just like those iron spheres found all through the dust. I'm an engineer who designs and builds things, and I'm certainly no explosive expert. My first problem was to find a container that could hold the thermate long enough to melt the steel while not melting itself. I didn't think that steel would work as a container, so I had to improvise using some normal roof tile that I cut in half. I then had to devise a way to hold it against the connection. I used strong magnets and a spring tooth from a hay rake to press five pounds of thermite on each side of the double angle connection. I lit the thermite. And it did absolutely nothing to the steel connection. Maybe thermate cannot melt steel, and maybe National Geographic was right. But the steel did not melt, meaning that perhaps a container could be made out of steel after all. Using an ordinary steel box tube, I had a slot milled along one edge. Welding the bottom and using clamps on the top to hold the powdered thermate in, I bolted it to a steel beam vertically. I called this device my thermitic box cutter. With only one and a half pounds of thermate, or less than one one-hundredth of what the National Geographic experts use for their experiment. Not only was I able to melt steel, but it also sliced a vertical cut. So I made a slightly larger thermitic box cutter. And used two three-eighths bolts drilled and tapped on one side of the connection. It only took a slight twist to break it completely off. I noticed as the thermate burned, it tended to lose its cutting power, perhaps because it could expand into the area where the box cutter previously burned. So I built a piston-driven box cutter using a compressed car hatch piston. I added sheets of tungsten to minimize the burnout and allow the piston to slide better. I then bolted my contraption to the flange of the column and ignited the white-hot magnesium. It appears that not only can thermate melt steel, but it can also cut vertical columns. So why bother to use incendiaries like thermate and not high explosives? I think it's all about keeping things quiet before the main event. Using thermate may take longer to weaken such large columns in the towers, which may be why we see the molten steel several minutes before its final destruction. Here is less than one and three quarter pounds of thermite, or one one hundredth of what National Geographic used, quietly burning. And here is less than four pounds of thermite focused on the web of a wide flange. Which can also be set up on a vertical column. The web was reduced in thickness, with gaping holes, thin to almost razor sharpness, with a Swiss cheese appearance. NIST rarely mentioned explosions except to say that they didn't exist. Instead, they used the politically correct terms, pressure pulses, and dust puffs. 
Repeated pressure pulses. The sources for the pressure pulses and or dust puffs are unknown. A series of pressure pulses. Perhaps we are seeing a pressure pulse in this video. Rather than using a mechanical piston to maintain volume, I segmented my box cutter with steel plates hoping to get a more uniform burn, but got some unexpected results. Can Thermate make pressure pulses and or dust puffs? I guess it can. But why waste all that Thermate and energy cutting the columns? Why not attack the weakest areas instead? Can Thermate cut bolts? I guess it can. But what if just the head of the bolt is exposed rather than the nut and the threads? Can Thermite be configured to cut just the bolt head? I guess it can. And without any evidence on the other side. I don't think that something like my piston-driven box cutter was bolted to the office walls, or trash bags full of thermite used. It's more likely that any pre-weakening thermitic material were hidden inside the perimeter box columns. I had a replica of a segment of the WTC box columns made up. And like the Trade Center iron workers, I bolted the segments together. And made two sets of my two bolt blasters, placing them in the access hole. Let's listen to another eyewitness. Like, it sounded like gunfire. You know, bang, 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 bang. And then, and then all of a sudden, three big explosions. Is it even possible that Thermite could do this? I guess it is. I made a four-sided box cutter split in two pieces so they could be inserted inside the column. I held it up on the burnt-out bolt blasters and thought I could hold it down with magnets. Let's see what happens. I think my box cutter blew about 30 feet up, consuming valuable energy and trimming my tree in the process. Nevertheless, the inside of the column was cut about three-quarters of the way through. Were thermitic devices or maybe explosive nanothermite sprayed inside those box columns? I'm not sure. And I'm not sure why this handhold is so large. Or why the side of this box column looks like it's blown outward. Or why three columns have a more intense glow, followed by six columns that don't followed by another three that do. But I have an idea. But I do know that it's impossible for jet fuel or an office fire to melt steel or iron, which means the official story is wrong. Yet despite all the overwhelming evidence of explosions in molten steel, some people will still believe that this is aluminum and believe Building 7 fell naturally from an office fire. But those people will believe anything. Meanwhile, the government lies while the media hides the truth about 9-11. Can thermite of any type burn through steel beams? I guess it can. Isn't it time we use physical science rather than political science to investigate 9-11? Okay, everyone, uh, hopefully uh, you're able to, I posted that these two videos, which I think are really, really important and critical because of, if we don't look at physical evidence and require the truth to be told, the next lie will come up and next time it will consume you.
This is, you know, it was just so much in, in these two videos. I posted them there inside of Tando. Definitely check them out uh, on our on the Facebook page. Check out the video so you can see them yourself. And it was it's so much that, that was said there that we're that we need to talk about. And then we need to talk about why why is this relevant and how does this play into what's going on now? Because let me tell you something. These people understand how to how to have major crime, major terrorist acts go off without being caught. They clean up the crime before they perform it. You know, one of the, the telling things was, remember the bushes were inundated all through this whole thing uh, from from the security uh, company that was hired to so-called renovate the, no, to modernize the elevators. And within those, the times that they were late night uh, work, that they, they were, had full access to the most important and critical part of the building, the elevator shaft, because that is what was needed in order to bring that place down. That Those buildings were, they were zoned and they were built to withstand multiple hits from planes. And one of the most important things, next time you get on a plane, you know, just as you walk up out of the, uh, um, the, the tram and into, into the, the tram corridor into the plane, just before you get on the plane, look at the skin of the plane. Look how thin that is. And it's all aluminum. There's no way in the world an aluminum can filled with only so much flammable material, especially flammable material that burns quickly and, and is, is not hot enough to burn steel to bring down those buildings. The tons and tons of steel. Not only that, the tin can would not have been able to reach the center column, columns itself because it would have disintegrated because it's not strong enough itself. It's just like a projectile, just like a bullet. If a bullet is soft, it's not going to have penetration. It's not going to, regardless of how fast it's going, it's not going to, the faster it goes and it hits something of hard substance, it will just disintegrate. It's basic physics. And this is important because when we don't and when we allow these types of events to go unchallenged and when we allow the people that, that, that actually make the laws and be lawless themselves, it's not their problem. It's ours. All of these events happen because we allow them to happen. They get away with things because we let them loose. And this is what definitely has to stop. Unless, if, if we don't stop, believe me, they will continue to depopulate and they will continue with their agenda because there is no opposition. So this is so important that we understand this and more importantly, know it. Now you're responsible for what you know. And this is the critical part of it all. So. In the first part of the video, uh, you heard from the eyewitnesses. You know, I watched it, you know, on TV myself and knew right away, right away. Because I remember just seeing, first of all, because I remember hearing about when a, a plane crashed into the World Trade Center before. Said, oh, okay, no big deal. And I was about to turn it off. Then once the second plane hit, no way in the world, you knew right away. 
that this was all manufactured. And then once the buildings came down, right away, you knew, anyone that's ever been in any form of investigation, you can see the crime happening right in front of you. And then you're able to to look at, at the, the signs of it and, and everything else. Those buildings coming down in a free fall, no way in the world. And, and definitely, just to put the, the icing on the cake, is when on building seven, they actually said they're about to blow it. And then the controlled demolition of build man, it's it's crazy. It's it's disgusting and it's something that we are it's not them that have the problem, we do. This has to change. And y'all very physical lives depends on that changing and our freedom depends on it and this is what you know we really really need to address so in the first video um but before we do that if you'd like to get in on the conversation we'd love to to hear from you give us a call at one six four one seven one five thirty six sixty and the participant code is fifty four ninety thirty two now in the first video they they showed you how the bushes were involved in anything now, one of the things that they didn't, some of the things that they didn't tell you was some of the reasons why this was happening. Some of the reasons why that this was happening because these people have a 40, 50, 100 year, 300 year plan. And the reason why they, they needed this to happen because they needed to get the world within a war and they would do it in a slow process. You would think that why would they do something 15 years prior to starting a war? Because the only people that plan for right now are the general public who are fighting for every every day just to survive. They don't have a plan at all. These people have a very long-term plan to maintain control, and they do it systematically through events and through fear. So this was the whole staging for the world war that they're going to move this globe into to totally depopulate it in, a, in what I believe is nothing more than satanic rituals and sacrifices. And you're the sacrifice and you're the lamb. So this is going to continue. And listen, we're getting ready to go to a commercial break, but if you'd like to get in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you when we come back. Put it together what, what I think the exact same things that happened 15 years ago, 14 years ago, is actually happening now again. And they're telling you, and they're showing you, just like they told you back then, they're telling you again, but we haven't learned because we continue to allow them to rule. And if they rule, if we play by their rules, they will rule. At some point, we have to stop playing by their rules. Listen, get ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to jump into the conversation further. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us a call at not at six four one seven one five thirty six sixty. Participant code is sixty four. No, sorry, fifty four ninety thirty two. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back in a quick after a quick break.
Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. It's your boy, David Wren, a.k.a. Dave from L.A. And, of course, we are talking about the staged events of 14 years ago and how this is playing out right now. So we got uh, a caller in queue, my man. Uh, we're going to go to him uh, real quick, and then we're going to lay out how this affects us. I want to talk about the last video, the physical evidence and the detailing and the reconstructing of the crime, how it was actually most likely done. And I have, by all proof, you know, without any uh, question, I would say that that was the smoking gun, the experiment of the second video. So hold on, we're going to go to the caller. Welcome, caller, to Tando Radio Show. State your name, state where you're calling from, and what's your question or comment? Hey, what's up, man? This is uh, Brother Briggs. What's happening, my man? All right, all right. Peace, peace. I'm loving it, man. You know this. You know I love this. Oh, man. Brother Briggs, did you, did you go to, to Tando to check out those videos? Uh, I've I seen all those videos, man. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're real cool to, to, to see. But um, but go ahead, Brother Bragg. I, you know, I got a bunch of that in my conspiracy stuff, man. I got a whole dissertation on the bushes, man. They're some bad boys, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the usual suspects. And... and and the whole line of the bushes are still, you know, they've never left, you know, nor has their demonic cult and, 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 and their rituals of practice and everyone that's affiliated with that and their fraternity is still ruling in this country and, and globally from, from the Queen of England to every, uh, you know, from the Pope to the bankers, they're all intertwined in a demonic fraternity against humanity. They come humanity. from a family of bankers. The Bushes, Prescott W. Bush, yeah. Dave Lincoln there, man. Yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, now That gets into some serious... He, he got some serious partners that he ran with. He ran with the European industrialists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those were the boys that, that put together the whole thing before they... When they knew that Hitler was going to fall, they they headed right for America to start putting their plans. That's why the Nazis are here. But that's another day's story. Continue on, sir. Yeah, you're absolutely right, bro. That was the whole plan with, with that. And, you know, the second video uh, is really, really important, Brother Braggs and, and all of the listeners, because it shows how thermites were used. And if you, you look at the videos and actually look at the the physical evidence, and it's so, you know, so many people still, you know, say, well, no, it didn't happen. That's, you know, there's no but way Dave, in the world that they would do that. What about the third building, Dave, that nothing hit? Why did the third building drop that just oh, had been put, that had been heavily insured because the building had just been purchased by a gentleman and the building had been insured. He got paid like $3.5 billion, I believe, on the insurance yeah. on that building. He didn't, he, he, he gained about 100% or 1,000% on the insurance that, from the insurance, just the investment in insurance. So you explain to me what imploded the building that a plane didn't hit. Now, first of all, we got to get into temperatures. We got to get smart about this. Let's be critical thinking. Eighteen hundred degrees. That won't cut up. That won't cut a girder. I mean, melted. It's got to be twenty-two hundred degrees or more. That fuel won't get hot. That fuel's highest temperature can only be eighteen hundred degrees. It can't melt steel. No. So they had it had to be imploded from the inside. Well, I, just me. I, I watch a lot of implosions. 
I was raised in New York. I seen buildings drop. We used to watch. Sometimes they would have things on uh, 60 Minutes where they dropped those buildings in Las Vegas. I've seen it done many times. The buildings yeah. just cavitate in on themselves from the bottom down in a controlled fall. And that's the same thing you saw. You saw the building burn, but you also saw the buildings get dropped. Yep, exactly. And and that's, <laughs> that is the evidence. That's the physical evidence. Physical evidence cannot be... Uh, uh, why did they dig all the evidence up at the site and take it and truck it away? Why didn't they, you know, you know, right. why didn't right. they do that the archaeological type dig? You know what I'm saying? Scientifically, you know, scrutinize every particle. Why did they put everything in trucks and take it out of the country? They took it to a foreign country and dumped it. They yep. didn't dump it in America. Nope. It was a crime scene. That was a total crime scene. Man, and, unbelievable. And that, yep. That crime scene <laughs> should have taken, it should have been the large, it was the largest crime scene that was just held as a just a pile of rubble and picked up by a garbage truck because that the authorities the people that were that were so-called in charge did it and they didn't want the evidence to make its hey, way into look, the general lexicon you got to you got to wonder about norad having an exercise a secret exercise on a day that something like that happens in North America. You know what I'm saying? When all yep. defensive mechanisms are down. That's an inside job. So you can say whatever you want, think whatever you want. I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I, even the plane that went towards the Pentagon, one plane dropped down into a field, but they didn't have no pieces of the airplane. The airplane that went into the Pentagon, they say they had a shape of the airplane, but I didn't see that. I didn't see wings. I didn't see fuselage. I didn't see tails. It's just what I, I didn't see. I'm just yep. a goofy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, no, not, no. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just a goofy. So I'm just out there. I'm Joe Blow watching from the street. And this is just the opinion of a, you know, a Joe Blow walking down the street kicking cans. Like, don't make no sense to me. But hey, I'm not the expert. Yeah, yeah, right. In this one, you don't need to be an expert. You could just see the evidence and say this is all a lie. And you know, it's 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 so much with with the whole stop thing. Let them, stop letting them sell you bull when you know you're being right. bull. Right. Because then that's the same mentality that they're going to have with your freedom. They totally made you think that you were free and you never were and you never will be until you take control of your life and, and live the way that God intended hey, you to be free and independent. Hey, Dave, I don't know if you're older than old as me, man, but when I was a kid, this is what they used to do. My man might run at you real quick, but he's not going to hit you. He's going to come at you so quick. He's going to jump back and say, psych, I made you blink. Check that out. Once you blink, you don't know what just transpired. Now you in, now you into the, see that's a, the realities again too. People altering your reality. People altering your reality. Yep. And then it, let, you know now, it, it, it don't matter what your eyes see. They want to tell you something else, but you gotta that intuitiveness inside you. You gotta believe what your eyes see sometimes. Right. And see the thing with that, why that is so relevant is because once again, from all of the uh, theatrical uh, productions, from TV to movies and everything else. That's exactly what you and Brother Davis talk about all the time with, with the TV and the movies is that they make you think, they tell you what to think, and they create a reality for you. So what do you do? You fall into right away a state that you've been comfortable in, and which is a day, daydream state. That's why everyone, if you ever watch people watching TV or a movie, they'll all fall into a, a catonic state, a daydream state. And that was the whole, you know, uh, uh, global uh, uh, training and indoctrination to be able to control the masses and control what they think by elaborate frequencies and elaborate productions. And so guess what? Like you just said, 
They told you what you thought when you when you blinked because yeah, now you do it without whole... question because you're used to doing it. That's right. CIA mind control. Yeah. And look, it, it's funny, man. These things we talk about because most people they're not gonna talk about it like we talk about it. Now check this out. When these boys are making this programming, this program has the effect white people and black people, but it has effect in a certain way. So you tell me how much they're scrutinizing you to be able to strike both of those chords in all their programming. They're uplifting one bunch of people while they're downgrading another bunch. But see, no, most people are not going to look at it like that. They're going to look at it like, ha, 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 ha. Look at it critically. Look at what they're doing. Pay attention to, to their messages, subtle. But they're always up one and down the other. Yep. So you got because that's the and only then, way that they can they can control they, and maintain. But they're controlling control. two they controlling two yep. different populations though at the same time. It's really it's when you think about it, it's mind boggling. Yeah, it is. It is. They fund both sides of the war because they created the war. They create the war so they control the battlefield movement. They can control the theater. That's why they call the battlefield the theater, the theater of operations. Boy, it's so elaborate. They tell you everything. They tell you everything. We just don't know the language, and that's what well, has to well, change. Well, most of these movies, they, they, all of these doom and gloom, apocalyptic-type movies that they've put on you over the course of the years. I used to be an avid movie watcher, but no more. But they've already showed you a bunch of things that they've gotten away with. If you looked at, ever looked at Avatar, they were talking about us. Somebody, I, I didn't watch this new Planet Apes crap, but they said that the Planet Apes was really talking about us. But I, the old Planet Apes, I got that feeling. I, I, I got that. That was back when, uh, mm -hmm. what is his name? The, the ex NRA president. Yeah, when he was around, you know, that first one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it's, it's just deep. A whole, they've shown us a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah. we, we don't pay attention to it. I'm telling you, this matrix, I really just started really, I saw the Matrix and I, I thought about it and I like the Matrix, but I, when I really started digging into the Matrix, oh man, you got to dig into that Matrix. Yeah, the you know, I, it's one of the things I've never, I, I've never watched it. Uh, plug I, into that, man. Look, look, look. That's worth, that's worth, all three of them, that's worth your time. That is worth it because, man, they're man, they going to take you a whole bunch of facets. And when you get to sit down and think about all this stuff, man, they show you everything, Dave, no doubt about it. They show you everything. Everything is right before you. All the yeah. symbol sign, everything is right before you just don't see it because you're you haven't attuned yourself to see it yet. But once you start, take a deep breath, slow down a little bit, and pay attention to what's around, you're gonna start seeing a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, so true. So so true. Now, you know, uh, Brother Braggs, the the second one, the second video, so I would employ everyone, go to Tando, check out the second video. It's called the nine eleven experiment, the great thermite debate. Settles everything. Because it's, it's, you know, you can't deny scientific evidence and physical evidence. And it was such a thorough job uh, that it, it shows everything. And, and let me tell you why this is so important. And, Brother Braggs, you, you, you know right uh, with this. There was something that I posted inside of Tando, posted it yesterday because it was going to be for yesterday's show. Um, and it says, federal records show cyber attacks on the U.S. Department of Energy. Now. I would tell mm -hmm. everyone to, to go to that. Pull that pull that up. And I'm going to tell you why that's so important. Because they're telling you, just like they told everyone before 9-11, what their target was and what they were going to do. They had the dry runs of 9-11 of from the first, uh, when, when the bombing went off in, in, in the uh, subterranean parking. 
and everything else. Those were all the dry runs. Those were the dry runs to condition you, to get you ready. Now, this is the one that I think is going to be the new act, the new form of conditioning, and the new method and tool of choice to destabilize and to get everyone else in the world more beholden to them. Because you think about it, once they cut the lights out everywhere, everyone will be looking to the government to, for answers to make sure this never happens again. And guess what? It's the very same people that you petition for your relief are the ones that tighten your bondage, your physical bondage. Until we stop playing by their rules, we are going to be in major, major trouble. When they turn these lights out from a terrorist act or from a just, you know, uh, turning, you know, shutting the grid down to where you have a, a total blackout by either an EMP or however they choose to use it, which Janet Napolitano said in her in her leaving speech that is guaranteed that you're going to face a major cyber attack on the grid. They tell you everything in her into her letter to her successor. And this was uh, two years ago when she left. And she told you what was going to be happen. This is what they always do. So now let me check check out this article, Brother Braggs and everyone else. Check this out. Key thing. The USA produces... Let me pull this up. Oops. The USA uh, producer, Sharon uh, Green, talked with investigators re reporter Steve Riley about the more than 150 times that a cyber attack successfully compromised the security of the U.S. Department of Energy's computer. Hackers successfully compromised the U.S. Uh, Department of Energy computer more than 150 times between 2010 and 2014. A review of federal records, federal, federal records obtained by USA Today find. Let me tell you something. They always tell you before they do it. An early version. Corrections and clarification. The early versions of this story uh, contain conflicting information about the number of successful cyber intrusions involving the U.S. Uh, Department of Energy from October the 10th to October the, uh, of 2014. Records showed 159 successful cyber in intrusions. Attackers successfully compromised the security of the U.S. Department of Energy computer systems more than 150 times between 2010 and 2014, according to the review of federal records obtained by USA Today. Now, one of the things I want to say, the Department of Energy, their computers, what they didn't say was this. They also control the nuclear facilities. It's not just the grid, it's the nuclear facilities also that were compromised. So now, it goes on to say, incident reports submitted by the federal officials and contractors since late 2010 to the Energy Department Joint Cybersecurity Coordination Center showed a nearly consistent barrage of attempts to breach the security critical infra information system that contains sensitive data about the national power grid, nuclear power, nuclear weapons, and stockpiles and energy labs. The records obtained by, let me scroll this down, by USA Today through the Freedom of Information Act shows that the DOE, Department of Energy, Compon uh, components reported a total, listen to this, 
of 1,137 cyber attacks over a 48-month period ending in 2014. No, it wasn't 150. It was over 1,131. And of those attempts, of those attempts, cyber intrusions, 159 were successful. The potential for an, an adverse to dis, an adverse an adverse disruption shutdown power system or even worse is real here," said Scott White, professor of the Homeland Security Management and director of the Computer Security and Technologies Program at Drexel University. It's absolutely real. Energy Department officials would not say whether any sensitive data related to the operations and security of the nation's power grid or nuclear weapons stockpile was accessed or stolen in any of the attacks or whether foreign governments or, or foreign governments are believed to have been involved. The DOE, Department of Energy, does not comment on ongoing investigations or possible um uh, attributes of, let me scroll this down, <clears throat> malicious intrusion. Let me scroll this down. Uh-oh, lost my spot. One sec. Okay, so, here we go. In, in malicious uh, cyber attack activity, the uh, Energy Department's seeks to identify indicators of, of uh, compromise and other cybersecurity related, related information. It is then sh uh, shared abroad among DO, uh, Department of Energy labs, plants, sites, as well as within the entire federal government. The National Nuclear Security Administration, a semi-autonomous um, agency within the Energy Department responsible for managing the security of the nation's nuclear weapons stockpile, experienced 19 successful attacks during the four-year period of record show. While information on the specific nature of the attacks was redacted from the records prior to being released, numerous Energy Department cybersecurity vulnerabilities have been identified in recent years by the Department uh, Office of Inspecting Generals and Independent Watchdog Agency. After the cyber attacks, in 2013 resulted in unauthorized access to personal information for more than 100, 104,000 Energy Department employees and contractors. Auditors noticed, noted unclear lines of responsibility and a lack of awareness by responsible officials. In an audit report released in October of last year, the Inspector General found 41 Energy Department servers and 14 workstations were configured within a default or easily gained password, guest password. Here we go. It's almost, I want to finish this out. Felicia Jones, spokesperson for the Energy Department Inspecting General, said while there have been some improvements, threats continue and the department cannot let down its guard. Records show that 53 of the 159 successful intrusions from 2010 to 2014 were, were compromised, were root compromised, meaning penetrators gained administrative privilege to the Energy Department's computer system. Also, um, 
a professor in, at the Energy of Department of Electricity and Computer Engineer at Iowa State who studies cyber security issues involving the power grid said the root compromise represents instantly where intruders gain super use privileges, super users privileges. That means you can do anything on that computer, he said. So that is definitely serious. Whether that computer was critical or just a simple office computer, they don't know. There could be information in the energy department's computer systems concerning security plans or investment related investments related to national power grid. The grid's real-time control systems are operated by utilities and are not directly connected to the Department of Energy's computer system. Department of Energy. Federal uh, laboratories, however, sometimes pull data on the operations of the grid from the utility for research and analysis. Records show 90 of the 159 successful cyber intrusions over the four-year period were connected to the Department of Energy's Office of Science, which directs science research and is responsible for 10 of the nation's federal energy laboratories. A USA Today media network report in March found a, a physical or cyber attack nearly one every four days on the nation's power grid and infrastructure. Basically, an analysis of the report of the Department of Energy throughout a, through a separate reporting system, which requires utility companies to notify the federal agencies of incidents that affect power reliability. Amidst mounting concerns, the Oversight and Energy Subcommittee, Subcommittee of the United States Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, to, who, who's run by uh, the, the, the science czar, Paul uh, uh, Holdren, John P. Holdren, a known eugenic who wants to depopulate the planet, runs that and was appointed by Barack Obama. We'll hold a joint hearing at 10 o'clock Thursday to examine the vulnerabilities of the nation's electrical grid and the severity of various threats. The Congressional Committee charted for Thursday meeting citing the USA Today report in March notes that the growing vulnerability of the nation increases the sophisticated bulk electrical system. As the electrical grid continues to be modernized, uh-oh, there it is. The word modernize. Remember in the first video, what were they doing to the World Trade Center's infra infrastructure? They were modernizing. And became well, one of the more interconnected uh, uh, charter states. The threat of potential cyber breach significantly increases. Now, let me tell you, this is the big thing. Then we'll go to uh, Brother Brad. Let me tell you, they tell you everything here. One, you got to look at who the science czar is, John P. Holdren. Look at what he believe, believes. Look at his writings from the 70s. Look at who he is. And it tells you everything. Tells you everything. Another thing. There was the Grid X training that went on where they took countries. They took China. They took Russia. They were all a part of the Grid X Down program. It was a training program with foreign nations on the power grid going down in the United States. Look it up. 
You can see it for yourself. And they gave them access to critical infrastructure. Uh, see, these people play by a different rule. They know that they have us too worried about the groceries, too worried about our jobs, too worried about what's going on in, in sports, too worried about what's going on in things that really don't matter while they plot and plan your demise. And now they need to, to, to bring the infrastructure of the grid then they need to modernize it. Now, this is the big problem with that. There are three major uh, uh, grid zones in this country, the East Coast, the middle, uh, the mid, the, the uh, center of the country, and the West. And they're all kind of reliant on each other. And the significance of this is, is this. If one goes down, it can pull the other down. But the the most important thing is that in this new system that they want to have a modern day system, you know what they want to do? They want to put all of the the grid zones under one zone. So no longer is there going to be any separate. It's not going to be separate. So when the grid goes down, all of it goes down. This is what they so-called, these so-called brainiacs want to do because they're smart. Yes, they are. They're real brainiacs in their overall method of destruction of people. So that's all part of HARP. It's, it's, it's a part of HARP, and it's a part of how they're going to bring an EMP and cut the lights out in this in this country. Hey, hey uh, Dave, just uh, following right along with you, I was just running through that HARP right quick. You know, I'm sitting up here with my Conspiracy and Secret Society handbook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Power roll, man. I can't help myself, man. Check this out. Hard. U.S. U.S. Air Force and Navy scientists show us that the goal of the high-frequency active Oriole research program, HARP, is only to gain greater knowledge of Earth's ionosphere. Conspiracy theorists warn that the true purpose is to gain the control of all communication and navigation systems as well as the weather. The high-frequency active Oriole research program is jointly managed by Air Force Research Laboratories and the Office of Naval Research to achieve greater knowledge of the physical and electrical properties of Earth's ionosphere, which can affect military and civilian communication and navigation systems. The program began in 1990 in its observatory located in approximately eight miles north of Kokona, Alaska. The site location, according to official HARP website, is perfect on two accounts. The Alaskan ionosphere over HARP can be characterized as mid-latitude, auroral or polar, depending on how active the sun is at any given time and day. Mm -hmm. This gives a wide variety of ionosphere conditions to study. The HARP, this is number two. The HARP research facility consists of two major subsystems, the HF's transmitter and two, the other scientific observ observational instruments that have been designed and built and which are also being installed at the site. The two substations are equal in research importance. Currently, there are 48 active antennas in the array. The HF transmitter produces 960 kilowatts of power and has an operational range of 2.8 to 8.2 megahertz. When the HARP antennas array is completed, it will consist of 180 antennas on approximately 33 acres of land and will have a total transmitter power of 3,600 kilowatts. That's far as I'm going to go with that. Now, I was reading another article that these boys have been shooting at straight up into the air, into the heavens. Now, I don't know what they're trying to do because they're not God. Why would you try to disrupt the electric patterns, man? 
oh wow, it's it's, it's you know that's that's a part of CERN. And, and they shooting they shooting big big bust of power up there like that. Why yeah. are they doing that? I don't understand. Yeah, it, it's it's you know what it's create a black hole. You well, think they can create a black hole from down here. You know what, and it it also has a dimensional uh, portion that they're, they're trying to create. What they're trying to create is is their own dimensional, and this is why they. The, another thing that they're trying to create is an artificial sun down known as ITER, another project that the world governments are are currently engaging in. Well, because, I know that's part of the chemtrail junk too, where they spray all that stuff so they can block the sun from the earth. The rays yep. of the sun from hitting the earth, so they're trying to cool the earth. Yep, and but, and, and, see the, and the thing that right, brother Braggs, and that and that works with harp because once you start to put those, uh, you know, with harp and and get it in into the upper atmosphere, you know, because you look at high frequency aurora research program. It's right, in the right. aurora. It's in it's in the environment. It's in the ionic sphere. It's you know they they're trying to control. What God has created. Oh well, they know that they can disrupt it. Well, uh, farther in here, we, we'll get into a bunch of stuff. But they say that this this harp, because of them, and they shoot it into the bottom of the ocean too. Now, just check that out. They shoot it in up, they as mm -hmm. above, so below. Check out what I'm saying. And they yep. shoot it into the ocean. Now, they can't control it, so they don't know where it's going to disrupt what. So they're finding that they may have caused tsunamis. They may have. You, you see what I'm saying? They may have yeah, caused yeah. serious tropical disruptions in the Earth's core. They may have uh, uh, some of those uh, earthquakes that you get because mm -hmm. they're shooting shit. They, first of all, I don't know where they get the right to do this shit, man. You, This is what we stand on. This is mother here. Why are you trying to kill our mother? Because it's because the, we haven't, the general public has not, <laughs> oh. has, has not dismantled the system. And, and you know, they, they do this because they know by using harp they can disrupt the uh magnetosphere and then anytime that the sun has a solar flare or or a cme or anything like that it will adversely affect the the earth it's just like it gets punched with with a pressure wave and it causes the earth to contract and or to expand and take that punch and then what do you have the movement of the tectonic plate well the earth is a living breathing organism yep. so is contracting, expanding. The, the the see when they say ka ba when they talk about the air, man, this air is connected to everything that we breathe. People sure. don't really get the get the the essence of this air that we breathe is from our mother. It's connected. The trees purify so we can breathe. We breathe breathe out carbon dioxide. The trees purify the air so we can continue to breathe. I mean, yep. all this shit, everything is connected. Every last thing is connected, and people not really paying attention. They're gonna have to get these psychopathic lunatics in control, man. These mega man, these mega maniacs, man. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's so funny about the, the, this whole called global warming stuff? Because this is all in, into what we're what we're talking about. This is how they they program you and to get you to believe everything. And, and with these electric cars and all this other stuff and the fossil fuels and everything else, and they they're telling you that you're, you're causing global warming from the carbon that you create. Do you realize what they're really telling you? But they're really telling you what you breathe out is killing them. So they're going to exterminate you. They have to listen when they talk about bringing down global uh, because of the global warming. They say that we're heating up the planet. It's the carbon that's heating up. What do you breathe out? It's the natural process of life for you. I'm trying so to tell you. you. We don't even realize that what we breathe out is offensive to them. And People they want to destroy trees. it. Destroying forests. 
Do you know those forests, man? Yeah. First of all, those every last lungs. thing that we use medicinally, they go to those forests and they find those little old brothers who walking around way back in the woods. You know everything. Mm -hmm. And see, they don't really tell you they this this pharmaceutical. They're a bunch of quacks. They're a bunch of con men. They go out there to those little old far natives and brothers way back up in the bush or up in the mountains and whatnot, and sit down with these cats and like, what are you? And this is how they get the basis for everything. I mean, it's so it's so amazing if you really think about it. Yeah. These people who supposed to be so civilized are ravenous, ravenous beasts ravaging and raping the planet. They, and they're almost like a person eating trash and just throwing the, the, the remnants all over the place, just destroying, just trash. The yeah. They don't give a care. No, no, they don't. And, and the bad part about it is that you know, they tell us everything and, and they do these things and we think it, oh, you know, what can I do? Man, we could do so much and, and we have to start doing it. And, you know, we need to first know that when they're talking about global warming, they're talking about you breathing. They're talking about you exhaling. They're saying that whenever you exhale, you're destroying their life and they want to exterminate you because of that. Well, not just we gotta, that. We, what do they say? We have to reduce carbon emission okay think about this they all these cows they got Dude. all these cows oh we're getting ready to go to a commercial break hey we're getting ready to go on a commercial break and we'll come back we're going to finish the conversation we'll tell you what the plan is and how it's going to work and how you can defend and protect yourself and your family listen to black talk radio network that i'm sorry you're listening to tando brought to you by black talk radio network we'll be right back after this quick commercial break You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network for live programming schedules. Visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, definitely would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 641 715-3660 and the participant code is 549032. So we're talking about uh, the events uh, 14 years ago and, and how they told us that, you know, they, they wanted to do this and how they put it together. And now there's another thing that they're telling you that they're going to do. Are you aware of it? Are you ready for it? Will you tolerate it? What is it that you know? Why, why is it that we continue to allow the very same people that conduct these events to continue to have control and authority over our lives? And, and everyone that says, well, there's nothing that I can do about it. That is so wrong. That is only because you are comfortable in the situation until it adversely affects you. And then there will be no turning around from there. But it's so important that we prevent and that we change the um, the whole harmonic frequency of everyone on this planet. And it's got to start with you. It's got to start with you. Because once they turn these lights out, after you've been so dependent on these lights, after you've been so dependent upon the the grid, the power that they brought you, listen to what they brought you. They're giving you power. There's no one that's giving you power. Everything that God has created is sustainable. Theirs come with a charge, a fee 
and an exaction. And this is what has to has to stop. So got my man brother Bragg, brother Bragg, uh you know, it's with this I don't know if if you know, a lot of our one of the things that really concerned me with the Grid X is uh, operation the Grid X training that they had where they simulated the power grid in the U.S. going down. They brought in multinational company countries, um, so-called the ones that they're enemies with. That just goes to show you that they're not enemies with anyone. The only the real object of war is the general public, is to exterminate the general public. Because these people that are in government take orders from the people that make the real decisions in this one big fraternity. That's right. One big fraternity against the general public. They wage war not against countries, but against the people of the world. And they do the acts of terror are not ever against governments. They're always against the people of the world to invoke fear. Because when they invoke fear on you, they got you right where they want you. On a low frequency and unable to distinguish the truth. Because your thought pattern and your will is paralyzed. If you talk to most people, they don't want to do anything because they're afraid to. And then they give you, you know, old sayings that they make you recite and, and make you believe you can't beat City Hall. What am I going to do? You heard somebody say that, and it's so easy for you to repeat that low frequency energy. And that's what's so destructive. That's what's so, so destructive. So, you know, this power grid thing is, is what I think in the cyber attack Believe me, I think within the next three years, next two years, the next three, four months, there's going to be a major cyber attack. And one is going to be in the banking system. And then, but the one that's really going to be effective is they don't get people where they want through the, uh, the banking collapse. They'll definitely get them through the war and turning out the light. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to pick one or two countries to turn the lights out on so the rest of the world will worship them even more. And you look at the, look at the worship, the idolatry in, in the, the worship that we have of them throughout the world. Look at when the Pope drives around. Like, man, are you serious? <laughs> the dude in the funny hat? Really? You, you, they got to protect him. You got oh enemies. my! And, and just people just go crazy, you know. I mean, just to and see. This is why, and this is how they get us. They first get us as children through sports and through through competition, so that we'll be fans. And they don't let you say the whole world, the whole word. Excuse me. A fan is nothing more than is an acronym for a fanatic. We're a bunch of fanatics. We're movie fanatics. We're 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 mo uh, TV fanatics. We're sports fanatics. We're all kinds of fanatics. And then a fanatic can never think. A fanatic will dress up like a dog or dress up like a devil and act like a devil and just say there's nothing to it. Man, it's 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 such a bad thing, brother Braggs, and because they're going to turn these lights out because they keep telling you that they're going to do it now. Some of the things that we got to talk about is how do you prepare for something like that? Because if you look at one of the things that they also do is they tell you what they think you should do. Let me tell you why they do that. Because that invokes their authority 
over you. It totally invokes their authority over you. But I would say I would never, ever do anything. If they say go left, you better run hard right. They say go up, dive down. You know, you got to do the total opposite. And the most important thing is that we need to break ourselves of their system. We don't need to be paying their taxes. We don't need to be voting. We don't need to be doing any of that. The most important thing that we can do in our whole physical existence is required, is, is depending on this right now, that we walk away and turn our back on this system. We have to totally, totally dismantle this whole thing and devise a system that's inclusive of everyone because it can be done. There's enough resources. And more importantly, the the foundation of it has already been laid. You don't have to do much of anything but just return to what God created you to, to be. An independent spirit. Not a follower. Not a, a, a member. Not a fraternity member. A great spirit that God created. So now, this is so, so important because they're telling us that, hey, from this report and from other reports right now, one of the things that was in the, um, with the 9-11 documentary was the, remember the training exercise where they confused the military to send them on a, on a basically on a, a wild goose chase. You know what's going on right now over the northern, the northeast uh, skies? Right now, the, the U.S., it, it just happened. On Monday, Tuesday night, Tuesday and Wednesday night, the U.S. military informed the FAA that the skies over the northeast, the northeastern part of this country are going to be restricted due to military exercises. They are, they continue to do these things. They let you know. And you know what? The, the sad thing is that we don't pay attention to it. We don't pay attention to these things at all. And this stuff is, I'm telling you, is hazardous to our health. So now, if they turn the lights out, do you know the surveys on how many people will succumb to that? It's 50 to 60 to 75% of the population within one year will no longer exist. It's the cleanest and the easiest way for depopulation. And I'm going to tell you something. In my opinion, they're not going to do the whole world. They don't want to do the whole world because they want to ensure that they have some slaves because these people, they're not addicted to cash. They create that digitally and, and they print it. All they do is just cut down some trees. And the thing about it, they don't cut down anything. They make their slaves do it. They make you do it. They make you do all the laborious work, expend all of your, your energy, and then they reap the harvest of your work. It's a cruel, cruel thing. They're inebriated in the wine of splendor. Their greed and their appetite is insatiable. So now, I believe that the country that they're going to target for this grid down in this in this turn the lights out 
this EMP is this country because it's time and it's due. They keep continuing telling you where the, where the, where the target is and what they're going to do. And the most important thing is for you individually to start to prepare for it if you're not going to change the system. If you're not going to align yourself some way, pick up, pick up the, the, the cause and to change it, well, the next best thing for you to do then is to prepare for it. And then once it is done, maybe you can, maybe people will be more amped to start to listen and start to realize that they've been had. You know, because the bad thing about it, Brother Braggs, is that, you know, a lot of people, when you don't get it, you just don't get it. And that's understandable because there's a lot of things I don't get. And what I don't get, I just don't get. Oh, it'll come at a proper time, no man. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Once you once you start paying attention, things will just start coming, man. It's like that. Things that, that you're, from inward, you'll bring things to you. Right. I, Look, I can't really explain it. It happens to me all the time. If I think something, like this morning, I was thinking about Ten Buck Two. I had to go get the book. I went and got it. Blew me away. It was written by a brother. I thought it was written by a white guys. I got into it a little bit. I haven't really gotten it. But I'm just saying, whatever you whatever you gravitate to, it, you pull it to yep. yourself. That is so Positive true. Positive and negative. Yep, and that's why we have to do it. And it's um, what 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 we're trying to prevent is that it doesn't have to be this way. You know, if we turn our backs on this system, but, you know, and probably it's going to take a major lights out event for people to start to realize how much power they have from the destruction that they'll see around them. So let me give you some things with Brother Braggs on how you can prepare. Uh, one of the first things, and we always talk about this, uh, one of the, I think the most important thing is to prepare your spirit and your mind. Train your mind to handle crisis. You have to train your mind. And in training your mind, you can't use fear. You can't say, oh, I hope this doesn't happen. Because you should hope that it doesn't happen, but prepare for it in case it does. Because then now it's a difference because now you can respond to the happening. So one of, one of, one of the most important things that we want to do is to prepare our minds and our spirit to handle crisis. Panic portrays and fear kills. Panic is going to betray you. And your fear is going to kill you and other people around you. So it's, it's like one of the most important things that we have to do is prepare our minds. And how do you prepare your mind? You know, Brother Bragg, uh, and then jump in, you know, on... Think on positive. Positive. Look, right. I only put positive things in my head, man. I'm crazy like that. You know what? I watch no TV. Now, you know what? Late at night, I watched something the other day about computers. It blew me away because I don't look at TV, but I had just turned the TV on for a minute, probably about 2.30 in the morning. It was a thing on about these computers. This guy, this computer magnet, using computers to take over the world. And, and, and there, those alternate realities. That's when I started really looking at alternate reality because people are into this computer world. I'm not into it yet. I mean, I use technology, but I'm not into it like that. But computers are so powerful. Just think about this. You're talking about the wars that they're fighting back and forth. They've been fighting these wars now for some time, but they're not, they've been little things, little skirmishes. Uh, what was it? 
K21. K21, they had everybody hyped up, and nothing came of it. Hmm. You, you remember that? The New of Year, course. they thought everything was going to zonk out, and nothing came of it. So mm-hmm. they were preparing people then. Now, I don't know what they're going to do this time. They uh, uh, Look, just check out all the scenarios. They're trying to create a race war, but I don't think people are that dumb just to go into an outright race war. But they would like to use people that way because these people use everything in their power. Yep. And you got to yep. remember that. So if they got to cut out the lights, if, the more people that they can get in opposition to each other, that's how they control. Yeah. So everybody's got to use definite thought. That's why I say you got to you got to watch your thought too. Sometimes it only take you a second to make a, 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 a flawed thought. You know, where you do something out of anger or strike out. So you got to be, be be cognizant of how you feel. Yeah. So, and so, don't so. let people suck you into things. You know, stand back. Cause see, everything is for a reason. Energy, energy. When I talk about vibration, it's real. The, the intuition, it's real. All you got to do is plug into it. Yeah, and, and that's that's so true. And so, you know, like one of the things that that, that I like to say to people in preparing your mind is one, accept <laughs> that there are things that no matter what happens that you can do. And one of the best things to how to prepare your mind for things is to actually train your mind to to prepare for anything. Never ever, you know, and this is the destructive thing with school and with the, the you know, different programs. Because we see people freezing, screaming, yelling, and, and we see the horror and everything else. And what does that do? That reinforces your surrenderance to an event. It reinforces that you need someone else to save you instead of you being able to think yourself through things. For you, one of the most important training things is this. But I like what I used to do all the time is what, you know, uh, I used to role play all the time because of my profession. If this happens, start to think about it and how you would respond to it. Then when something does happen, guess what? You already engage yourself to start to think and not to scream, not to panic, not you always to, gotta remain to run calm. You can't get anything done unless you remain calm. You gotta remain calm and, and, and assess everything. You gotta remain calm. It's important. Assess everything. So that's one of the most important things. Uh, number one is that you need to train your mind to handle crisis. Another yeah, thing. Just how think you, about how they shocked you in the military. How they trained you from a young pup. How they yeah. shocked you. They kept shocking you every day. When you first stepped off the bus, first he, first they packed you on the bus hysterically like they just, get on this bus, ah! <laughs> Ran all the young boys on the bus. Most of them young. had a couple of old cats. When they bring you off the bus, they panic you out. When they send you in the building, they panic you out. When they put you in formation. So your first few days are shock, shock, shock. So you become conditioned. And it's yeah. all command response. Because, see, that's why I say you got to remain calm because everything is command response. When these people are doing things, they, they whatever they initiate, they, they want a response from it. And they have a preconceived idea about how it's going to affect the people, how they're going to move to it. So that's just another thing to think about. But just think about how your military – so in any situation, when they start doing this, you got to remain calm to see what they're doing because they do something over here. They want you to look over there, but that's not where the, the real dissension probably will be. That's just a distraction. Yep. And I don't, I don't watch the news, so man, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's kind of yep. messed up because some things you talk about, I, I, I only fill in because I read a lot of stuff, and when you get it to a certain point, I know what you're talking about because I really, right. I, I'm tuned. Like you saying, you got to tune out this system. I'm, I'm really tuned out. 
No, I know, and, and I know that's 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 a great thing. You know, that's a great thing. But but hey, check this out uh, for everyone. This is one of the things in mental uh, preparedness is that if you can handle uh, crisis and, and, and trauma, then by even just the slightest, just just slightly being able to do that, then you will not fall into panic. Because in how do you, one of the great things to do is, is this. This is how you control. Think about some things that have happened in your past that were traumatic. Think about how you can handle that from where you are right now, looking back. Because when you do that, what happens is that you start to condition yourself not to respond emotionally because you're no longer emotionally attached to it. So it has to be something that you have removed yourself emotionally from and then now start to think back or use someone else in an example to a traumatic situation. Remove your emotions from it all so that you can clearly think your way out of anything because then there's always great opportunity. Case in point, if you are uh, go, you know, if you are somewhere, one of the first things that you want to do is say, okay, if something goes wrong here, you know, I'm going to go this way. This is a quick thought process that you should have. If something happens, this is what I'm going to do. And what I like to say is role playing. And then you'll be surprised as soon as something happens, you will, you will almost have uh, a memory, muscle memory. Your brain will respond to the, <clears throat> to what you thought about as part and we'll put it in his his memory and you'll respond to it appropriately and swiftly. And then you will be able to get yourself out of that situation. You know, it's something that we do naturally as as people, you know, especially as black people, is that we no problems is coming, okay, I'm getting out of here. Never ever that's once your spider senses go off, do not, do not suppress them. Those things are there for your own protection. Enhance that. You know, start to, to think about different things um, differently. Don't allow fear to come in. Face your fears. That's one of the most important things. Whatever it is that you're afraid of doing, go and do it now. Face it so that you'll see that it doesn't have control over you. You have control over it. That's the most important thing we're getting mentally prepared for. It doesn't matter what happens. You're in control of everything. And then you continue to prepare yourself for anything. For, for you know, something adversely happens to your children. Your children are sick. Your children are injured. You're able to prepare yourself for that so that you can do what's necessary at the appropriate time. That's so key. Now, next, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of stuff in uh, we, we hardly ever get through to it, uh, Brother Braggs, but we got to. Oh, you know what, Dave? The, yes. We're going to have to finish that food, too, one day, man. I know we talk about a lot of stuff, we, but we're we going to have to definitely finish that food. It's so important. You know, it's that, funny that that's you, one of the main things right there, that food and yeah, that water. Yeah. Those are the it's, things that's going to sustain you. Yo, it's funny, Brother Braggs, because that was the next thing. Now, the next thing that you have to do is you have to plan for your food independent in yes, advance. Sir. Yes, sir. You can't, That's revolutionary. You, that is revolutionary. And see, 
what Brother Braggs is saying when he says it's revolutionary saying is this is because you're not dependent on anybody to sustain you. You're not, you don't need, you know what they say, never bite the hand that feeds you. That's a damn lie. Sometimes you need to chop the hand off that brings you the morsels and, and, and the poison. And do it yourself. And do it yourself. That's the hand that you shouldn't, you know, bite is when the great creator has provided for you. That's, that's the hand you don't bite. You don't bite yourself when you prepare yourself. But see, the one hand that we need to bite and we need to destroy and how you need to destroy it is guess what? Don't stop supporting don't, it. Don't eat from what they provide you. You stop have supporting. to, in advance, plan your food independence. That is num. That is key. Your mental and spiritual edification. Food, food and income. Find your own branches. I'm saying that's the that's the yeah. new world order. In the new world order, we're gonna have to be self sufficient. And I'm not. I'm, I'm saying everybody. We're gonna have to produce jobs for these young people because they're gonna have to work. And there won't be jobs. It'll be their own businesses. Industry, yep. not jobs. Industry. Let me say it right. I don't want to get it twisted. No yoke from no man. If there is work left to be done, if this place is left intact like that. But I'm sure somebody's going to thrive and survive. We were here when the beginning. We're going to be here when it ends. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know what? There aren't going to be – there. there's not going to be any jobs, but there's going to be a lot of work that needs to get done. Yeah, and then yeah. that is, is – you know, if you with young people, because we got to get ready to get out of here. But with young people, when you teach them an intrinsic skill or a trade, watch how their whole their, – their eyes light up. Watch how their body lights up. They respond to it. And guess what? No longer are they running amok. They are coordinated. And they are efficient. And they are a great, great asset. Our young people, the energy of our young people is waiting for our elders to assist them and direct them on how they should do different things. And to, most importantly, to learn the ways of sustainability. So that's key. Listen, we're going to be getting, uh, get ready to get out of here. But before we do, we got to, we really need to, 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 to talk about this. Brother Braggs is right. We need to at least store one year's of food. Um, then is, you know, more, but your food independence, you have to learn, uh, basic emergency, uh, medical and first aid and be able to, to actually, uh, assist other people in that. You need to have some some forms of communications, you know, uh, ham radios. But there's a way in which we got to bring Brother Davis in on that because that's something that you got to be careful of because the government actually is involved in that. Uh, you need to be able to protect yourself and get the the training uh, to do that. We're going to bring that. To, uh, that's going to be one one class on uh, just training, tactical movements, tactical training. You need the basics to protect yourself. Uh, and most important, learn a trade and a skill. There's a couple of other things, but, you know, time is running out. Uh, we yeah, will Dad. get to that. Hey, Brother one Bragg. more thing, Dave, before I run yeah, out the back, knowing you. Hey, uh, on, on the other part of that, you were talking about those weapons. Uh, we need to find a, a, a site where people can go to to find out how to dismantle, put weapons back together, clean them. You know what I'm saying? Maintain. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that, that, that is very important, too, because I was talking to a guy. He's right. A lot of people don't know how to take their weapons apart. they got a bunch of different weapons. They can't take them apart and clean them. Weapons no yeah, good unless it's clean, oiled, and maintained. Otherwise, it's no good. 
no good. You have to be able to maintain the tools that you have. And you should know everything that's a about tool. it. You, that's, that's the best way to say it, Dave. My man, you said it the best way. It's a tool. You must maintain your tools. Yep. Listen, everyone. Well, listen, this is the end of the show. Hey, today is Friday. Hopefully, you all uh, will have a good weekend. Check this out. My man, Warren Ballantyne, is going to be back on the radio. Uh, check him out Monday mornings at 10 o'clock on the Empowerment Radio Network on Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that is 10 to 1. Can't wait to hear from my brother. It's, it's, it's really time, and his voice has been missed. So, But, Brother Bragg, hey, as always, Scotty, thank you so much. And to the Tando and, and Black Talk Radio Network listeners, thank you so much. God willing, uh, continue to prepare, and God willing, we'll be back Monday. But remember, these people have an agenda. And listen to the words of the great Day as we end the show. Much love and much respect. Peace. Somehow you made it to the other side.